0: Welcome, everybody, to Book of Boredom podcast, where we're going to read Mosiah 2021, 20, and we're also going to try and power through some of the more recent Mormon news stories that have popped up in the last little while, because it was General Conference last week. So, we have lots of fodder. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's start with you visited a rally last week. Yeah. Tell me more about that.
1: Well, last Friday was International Trans Day of Visibility. There was a rally at the state capitol, and then we marched down the hill to a park where they continued the rally. at. You know me, I don't like crowds at all. (laughs) No. There are certain things where I think it's important to show up and to be a visible ally. Mm. And last. Let folks know that there are some boring ass white cis het dudes that are totally behind them. (laughs) Anyways.
0: That is so important. People just knowing that there are some normal people out there that don't think they're the scum of the earth. Right. That's lovely. All right, let's talk a little bit about some of the shenanigans that came up during General Conference. LDS Church announces 15 new temples around the world.
1: Oh, my God, yeah. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Do you have the breakdown of how many temples have been announced?
0: I do. They wrote it at the bottom of the article. During the final session of the 193rd Annual General Conference of the Church of Jesus Christ, Rusty announced 15 new temples to be built around the world. Now that's just announcing, we don't care. But I'll rattle them off anyway. RIP! Talhulu in Guatemala, Iquitos in Peru, Teresina in Brazil, Natal in Brazil, Tuguegarau City in Philippines. I'm probably saying all of these so wrong. Iloilo in Philippines, Jakarta in Indonesia. Oh, Jesus, that's a bit too close for comfort. (coughs) (laughs) Hamburg in Germany. (laughs) Ah, shout out to Sister Rhonda, who probably doesn't listen anymore. Lethbridge, Alberta, Canada, San Jose, California, Bakersfield, California Springfield, Missouri, Winchester, Virginia, Charlotte, North Carolina, and Harrisburg in Pennsylvania. And I just can't help but think they don't have the population to support any of this horseshit, especially in Germany. How many Latter-day Saints do you have in Germany? I mean, this is the country that gave us the most hideous porn and... (laughs) (laughs) Basically,
1: the entirety of Europe is pretty much a lost cause for the church, but they keep trying to act like it's happening. Basically, the only place that growth is actually happening is in Utah, and that's only because Utahns keep fucking and having babies. <laughs> but as far as converts are concerned, it's basically on the African continent, where they target poor people who are, have no familiarity with any of this shit. So they get numbers there, but I did notice that now these temples are announced for there.
0: Yeah, right? Like Indonesia? How many Mormons are there? I mean, they're lucky to keep the peace between the Christians and the Muslims over there, and then they're going to step into the mix of that?
1: (laughs) Well, lots of expos think it's just a shell game.
0: Right. They
1: have all this money.
0: they got to put it somewhere.
1: One would think, although they're mostly just sitting on all the money they have in the stock market (laughs) and stuff like that. But they have to keep up this appearance that the church is growing like a stone rolling down a hill that will overtake the whole earth, when in fact, growth is actually starting to dip into negative numbers. That's right. It's a marketing thing. There's obviously not a real need as far as Mormons are concerned because the last paragraph of this article says, of the 118 temples, Russell M. Nelson has announced prior to Sunday, three have been dedicated, with five more scheduled for dedication, so that's eight. Forty-two are under construction, so that's fifty. Four have groundbreaking scheduled, so fifty-four are within the actually happening part, Uh, so less than half. Then there are (laughs) twenty-eight that have identified a site, and thirty-six that are still in the planning and design phase, which... (laughs) means that they don't even have a place to put these supposed temples. Right. There's not Mormons in those areas clamoring for a temple. No. They are just building them, trying to keep up appearances. And of course, like here in Utah, and also I would imagine in most other places here in the States and maybe even in Canada, the companies that are doing the constructions have direct ties to Mormonism. Oh, for sure. I'm sure they would. One of the major construction companies here in Utah that works on the temples currently working on the Salt Lake Temple, are literally related to some of the very first prophets of the church. So Brigham Young, Keeper J. Grant, Joseph F. Smith, Joseph Field, they have direct familial ties. It's all money laundering and PR and it's all just bullshit.
0: Only three have been dedicated. I just, that's incredible. And apparently five have been scheduled for dedication. So I guess those five are probably nearly done. Probably one of those is the one that keeps you up at night, I would imagine,
1: <laughs> with its light. Yeah, yeah the uh, St. Syracuse- <laughs> Temple that I see right out my window.
0: Did they agree to turn the lights off or something? Was there an uproar about that?
1: That was actually the temple up in Heber City, oh,
0: east of me. What a great name. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, it's named after Heber. Yeah. They were basically trying to get the city to give them a exception to the dark skies law that basically said all bright lights had to be turned off by 9.30 or 10 o'clock at night. And they're like, well, we want them on until 11. Like one extra hour is going to make any fucking difference.
0: So who won? Did they get their extra extra hour or?
1: I actually lost track of that one.
0: They can't keep them on all night there, can they?
1: No, they can't.
0: That's good. They do here. They keep that damn thing on.
1: So, but of course, over that window, we have dark out curtains, so we don't have to see the damn thing anymore.
0: So I'm guessing the 42 under construction could be anywhere from groundbreaking to not quite at the scheduled dedication stage. And I'm betting there's not many that are close to fit.
1: <laughs> the two just in my neighborhood that are getting built, like the Saratoga Springs one, they started that pre-COVID. That's still not done. Oh, wow. (laughs) I think it's scheduled in August or September for being dedicated. The one in Taylorsville and the one down in Ogden are both being built right next to the freeway. They are these big gaudy buildings, very blocky and boring.
0: I saw another article during the week that it's like temples in the past used to look amazing, but now they're just temples. That was the word they gave them.
1: Yes, that's exactly what they are. They're
0: so underwhelming. I mean, at least you feel scared when you look at some of the older (laughs) ones. They inspire some kind of emotion. They used to
1: be Grand Castle. Like now they're just modernistic. I don't know if you've ever seen pictures of the temple in Provo before they redid it. Well, actually, they're going to redo it again.
0: Uh, Oh, my God. I'm just Googling Provo Temple over the years and just seeing what I can see. Yeah,
1: it was this big orange gold monstrosity. They stripped the gold off of it, oh, something like 15 years ago.
0: Was there real gold on it?
1: Oh, hell no. <laughs> Mormons are experts at making stuff that looks like it's something expensive.
0: Look at that facade. For- Sad.
1: yeah those big old like concrete pillar
0: things what is that a square with round edges around a giant penis going into the <laughs> air i hate it
1: this right here is what it's going to look like after they redo it
0: oh really
1: Mm-hmm. as you said it's gonna be a mick temple
0: yeah just like a multi-tiered cake Mm-hmm.
1: so they're just gonna strip off those giant upright slabs square it off and make it look like a regular building
0: oh uh, they just look so ghastly in the desert back ground, don't they? I mean, just leave the desert to be beautiful. (laughs) Apparently in Indonesia, there's a grand total of 7,500 members. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's the count of people that are baptized and on record that's not the amount of people that are actually attending on a weekly basis no. it's basically <laughs> the size of like one and a half stakes here in utah to be fair they have been building temples for dinky ass little committees like that for quite a while so
0: is their idea that by putting the temple somewhere that is so out of the track like that they're going to somehow be able to do more family research local to the area and find more people to baptize? No, I never really understood. It just doesn't make sense at all. No,
1: they're building the temples to be a place for the members of that area to come and do their ordinances that they have to do to be able to get into the celestial kingdom. For years and years and years, people had to travel hundreds and thousands of miles to get to a temple, but now they want it to be like, you know, you could just go to the temple on the weekend or something like that, which I don't know why you'd want to
0: do that. The whole idea that you need a physical temple in order to assure your salvation is so antithetical to Christianity that I wonder if most Mormons know that that's what they really believe.
1: Is it really that antithetical? Because, I mean, it used to be in Europe when the Catholic Church controlled everything, you had to have a church where a priest was at so Mm. you could go and confess your sins. You had to have the physical location to be able to Mm -hmm. confess your sins Mm -hmm. and to be able to take communion.
0: You make a good point. Jones.
1: you know it's like antithetical to to what to like what Jesus supposedly said in the Bible about you know he has no purse he has no place to lay his head right for pretty much the entire history of Christianity except for maybe the first 100 years or something like that it's been all about having buildings and clergy having the power to let you into heaven Christians who are like progressive or nuanced they're like that's not the Jesus I believe in bitch the Jesus you believed in may have existed possibly, probably not, for three, five, eight, ten years, you know, according to your scriptures. The rest of the time, it's all been like this. Look at the Crusades. It's been like this for a thousand and more years. So don't tell me that this isn't Christianity, because it is.
0: Yes, it's certainly the way Christianity has been enacted, and it's the kind of Christianity that has been riled against by the Mormon Church. They hate the way the Catholic Church has taken Christianity with all of their big buildings and a seeming thereof of godliness, but not really being godly. I'm sure that they would say that. But they're doing the same thing. They're doing the same
1: thing. People who are not in power regale against the people in power and the things that the people in power are doing until they are the people in power. And then suddenly, they're fine with it. Uh Suddenly, they're doing the same thing. It is human nature.
0: Yeah, it is, Jones. You're absolutely right. What I will say then is it's kind of antithetical to what you read in the New Testament, I would argue. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Even in the letters from Paul, I just don't really see any idea that your salvation is based on some kind of ritual in a temple. It isn't.
1: Why do you think the Catholic Church didn't want the Bible published in common languages for so many years? It's always been that way.
0: Let's move on to some of the spiciest shenanigans from the General Conference. There was an Elder Alan D. Heine, is that how you say his name? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh he hate haney what how's it spelled
0: h-a-y-n-i-e
1: haney i think yeah.
0: i want to call him hiney i like that better
1: that's fine unlike vintage comic books and classic cars mm-hmm. prophetic teachings do not become more valuable with age mm-hmm. that is why we should not seek to use the words of past prophets mm-hmm. To dismiss the teachings of living prophets.
0: Did he run that by the quorum of the 12 and 71st? Every talk that is presented at
1: general conference has to go through what is called the correlation committee.
0: Right.
1: And basically, they have to approve what you've said. Mm. So somehow that line got through the correlation committee and got approved. (laughs) What they're saying is if a previous prophet said something that contradicts what is being said by the current old man in the big red chair, then what the previous prophet said is null and void. Doesn't count anymore.
0: Uh Uh-huh. That's what they're saying. They believe in this whole changing of God's will over time, despite the fact that they probably also believe that God's will is the same yesterday, today, and forever.
1: They've said that, but they have to put in some loophole for current prophets like Nelson, who are saying that, oh, well, Mormon's a bad word, despite the fact the last two guys were like, hey, let's spend millions and billions of dollars promoting the word Mormon.
0: Someone did up a meme about how they addressed the SEC commiserations.
1: (laughs) By not saying a fucking thing about them?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know who this guy's name is, but it's like, in all respects, accounting of church funds was done in accordance with church-approved budgets and policies. And then they put underneath that translation, when the church policy is to break the law, hiding billions, then settle by paying millions in fines. It's all good.
1: (laughs) The entire time this bullshit with the shell companies was happening, they would have a statement like that every year at the April conference. (laughs) When they knew full well it was lying, the auditing company, which that guy is from, supposedly a wholly independent (laughs) portion of the church, which means they're not independent because they are the church.
0: Totally independent.
1: Came to the first presidency and said, look, the SEC will look at this and say, this is not legal. They were told point blank. To just keep doing it, they have no problem lying to the membership. In fact, it's their standard operating procedure.
0: (laughs) Ah, geez. Another thing that came from General Conference was (laughs) it's a ripper, Elder Gong.
1: Oh, Elder Gong. Did you
0: hear about that?
1: (laughs) As a young man, he said he spent his days lounging at the beach. One day he said, I saw an attractive girl in a modest swimsuit. Mm? Amazed, he went to ask why such an attractive girl would wear such a modest swimsuit. Mm? She was a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints Mm? and asked with a smile, would you like to come to church Sunday? Mm? He said yes.
0: So, this wasn't a story from him. He's relaying a story he heard. Yes. So, he's not the person who was actually approaching the lady on the beach. But the story is that a good Mormon lady was at the beach in a modest swimsuit. I don't even know what that would be in Mormon terms. What have you got to do? Wear a wetsuit? Well, honestly, a modest
1: swimsuit is a...
0: An oxymoron.
1: Basically. It's basically (laughs) a one-piece suit. As opposed to bikini which is showing your belly oh she wasn't showing her belly now of course you know (laughs) some mormon parents are like well my child they can wear a swimsuit but they also have to wear a shirt there's no standard but basically the real difference is between a one piece and a two piece
0: okay despite the fact that any swimsuit renders male and females quite naked
1: yeah basically and if i recall correctly this story is related as a young man you know what i've been a young man on a beach and it doesn't matter what the fuck they're wearing they could be wearing a giant (laughs) fucking garbage bag and i would still be like yeah uh uh uh-huh oh yeah
0: (laughs) Right. The only reason the man in this story was going up to her and saying, why are you wearing such a modest swimsuit is because he was attracted to her anyway.
1: <laughs> right. And honestly, this is a Mormon story. So who the fuck knows that it even happened?
0: And the story goes that that was a great way to evangelize, reinforcing the idea of flirt to convert.
1: Flirt to convert, which is very Mormon thinking.
0: Right. Now, is float to convert something that's still prescribed or thought of as a good thing, or have they backpedaled on that? It was
1: never part of the lesson manual.
0: Oh, okay. Just the lexicon.
1: Yeah, basically, (laughs) they tell you in seminary, let your light so shine that people will see your spirit and want to be near you and want to have the same spirit that you have. So the idea of flirting to convert is put in there, but it's never explicitly been stated. So it's never something that they've had to explicitly back off from.
0: Well, I guess when there's such a drive to get married to fuck, there would also be an incentive to flirt to convert so that you can get married to fuck. Right. Flirt to convert, convert to marry, married to fuck. That's the LDS pipeline. (laughs) Yeah, basically. (laughs) It reminds me of other LDS pipelines like join to emigrate or tithe to get charity, which they're backing off a bit more lately. They're claiming that they will still give charity to people even if they're not tithing, but I'm not sure how far it goes.
1: Yeah, they're claiming that up at the top but it's still part of the white manual for the bishop that you must seek help from other sources before the church, and you have to be paying your full tithes before the church will give you any money.
0: At General Conference, when they did their voting, there was this guy that raised their hand to say nay. I didn't realize this actually happened.
1: It was an idea that's, if I recall correctly, it's actually in the Doctrine and Covenants as scripture, but it's never really been respected. As soon as they were able, they changed it from, do you agree to have have this person as a member of leadership to, do you sustain them? It doesn't matter if you sustain them or not. It's not like they actually count the hands that are raised in the congregation. It's just a show. Hey, look, we're letting you have a say. Ah, No, we're not.
0: So... Given that the church is a corporation and they do have these onion rings of leadership, there must be votes that happen all the time to include new members into these leadership rings as some die out or leave or age out of it. Well, no one really ages out of it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The way they age out in the top 50 is in a box. Yeah, exactly. They go out on their back.
0: So, how do they get voted in? Do the members get a paper? in their wards and so forth that they can vote these members in? No, 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 no,
1: no, they don't give, okay. The people that become general authorities moved up through the ranks in local leadership. They've been bishops, they've been stake presidents. And then the next level beyond that is the 70. And you get called into the 70. If there's any vote or discussion, it's not the entire body of the church membership. It's just a few select people who decide who's going to be elevated. The general church membership is given the opportunity to acquiesce, say, okay, I sustain them, or to say, I don't sustain them and be ignored.
0: I find this whole voting thing really, really odd and a little disturbing because they're putting on a show at the general conference each time that these people are being voted in. Why the fuck are they doing that when it really has no meaning? I hate that.
1: It goes back to the Doctrine and Covenants and the idea of common consent. Yeah, it's show. They're doing it so that...
0: Sucks.
1: They could say, oh, well, we govern by common consent when they in fact don't.
0: Are the members members of the corporation or are the members something different?
1: No, the corporation is owned solely by the president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He is the sole stakeholder, if you will. Wow. The members are simply revenue generators.
0: Well, that's all very disturbing and also a little bit odd, and there was a few humorous moments in all of that horseshit. and no doubt we'll find more gems as the weeks go on. But right now, it's time to read some of Joseph Smith's horseshit and just see what scraps of humor we can make out of this crap one more time. Yeah, do you want to give us the intro for Mosiah 20 and we'll get lakin.
1: Mosiah chapter 20.
0: Some Lamanite daughters
1: are abducted by the priests of Noah. The Lamanites wage war upon Limhi and his people. The Lamanite hosts are repulsed and pacified.
0: But Noah's already dead so I guess they're the ex-priests of Noah.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, they're the the priest of the ex-King Noah. Yeah, this is after Noah... He burned. Oh, yeah, they burned him like they burned Abinadi. That's right.
0: Except Abinadi did a whole sermon while he was being burned. I don't think Noah did that. He just died like a normal person.
1: He screamed like a little bitch. (laughs) The Lamanite hosts are repulsed and pacified about 145 to 123 BC. Oh, sure. Yeah, exactly. All right, verse one. Now there was a place in Shemlon where the daughters of the Lamanites did gather together themselves together to sing and to dance and to make themselves merry. And it came to pass that there was one day a small number of them gathered together to sing and dance. And now the priests of King Noah being ashamed to return to the city of Nephi, yea, and also fearing that the people would slay them, therefore they durst not return to their wives and <laughs> their children. Well, the people should slay them because they didn't stick up for their families. They ran away like little cowards. And so now they are horny, lonely men out in the wilderness perving on these Lamanites
0: That's right. And they feel they have the right to still procreate, even though they were wimpy. Verse four, and having tarried in the wilderness, That term that Joseph uses for anything outside of any city anywhere just solves so many writing problems for him. He only has to remember two places, in the wilderness or not in the wilderness. (laughs) (laughs) Having tarried in the wilderness and having discovered the daughters of the Lamanites, they laid and watched them. And when there were but few of them gathered together to dance, because that's what women do. They just come out and dance. They just love to do that. They came forth out of their secret places and took them and carried them into the wilderness. Yay, twenty and four of the daughters of the Lamanites they carried into the wilderness. And it came to pass that when the Lamanites found that their daughters had been missing, wonder how long it took them. Well, it didn't take them any time because none of this actually happened.
1: Exactly so.
0: I'm doing it, Jones.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I could tell. I completely support that.
0: They were angry with the people of Limhi, for they thought it was the people of (laughs) (laughs) Limhi. You gotta love the way he puts a narrative together. He never shies away from repetition of anything. It's all good with him. Yep. That's seven go for it.
1: All right. Therefore, they sent their armies forth. Yea, even the king himself went before his people, and they went up to the land of Nephi to destroy the people of Limhi. And now Limhi had discovered them from the tower. Even all their preparations for war did he discover. Therefore, he gathered his people together and laid wait for them in the fields and in the forests. <laughs> And it came to pass that when the Lamanites had come up
0: that the people of Limhi began to fall upon them from their waiting
1: places and began to
0: slay them. Verse 10. And it came to pass that the battle became exceedingly sore for they fought like lions for their prey. (laughs) And it came to pass that the people of Limhi began to drive the Lamanites before them, yet they were not half so numerous as the Lamanites, but they fought for their lives, and for their wives, and for their children. Oh, it sounds like someone on a cooking show. They're always doing it for their family. Yeah. Therefore, they exerted themselves and, like dragons, did they fight like dragons. Mm-hmm. How does Smitty know how a dragon fights? <laughs> the same
1: way anybody else knows how a dragon fights. They use their fucking imagination because there's no such thing as dragons.
0: So here's God telling his people that they fought like dragons, a beast that he never created.
1: Well, yes. (laughs)
0: and it came to pass that they found the king of the Lamanites among the number of their dead yet he was not dead. Hang on, what the fuck?
1: He was wounded on the battlefield <laughs> right. and abandoned by his people.
0: That's so poorly written. Mm. Having been wounded and left upon the ground, so speedy was the flight of his people.
1: And they took him and bound up his wounds and brought him before <laughs> Limhi and said, Behold, here is the king of the Lamanites. He, having received a wound, has fallen among their dead, and they have left him. And behold, we have brought him before you. Now let us slay
0: him. <laughs> but
1: and said unto them, Ye shall not slay him, but bring him hither that I may see him. And they brought him. And Limhi said unto him, What cause have ye to come up to war against my people? Behold, my people have not broken the oath that I made unto you. Therefore, why should ye break the oath which ye have made unto my people? And now the king said, I have broken the oath, because thy people did carry away the daughters of my people. Therefore, in my anger, I did cause my people to come up to war against thy people.
0: Ah, uh, just... Uh. Oh, the pros. First 16, and now Limhi, which is now available in orange and grape flavour. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brother Benjamin. And now Limhi had heard nothing concerning this matter. Therefore, he said, I will search among my people, and whosoever has done this thing shall perish. Therefore, he caused a search to be made among his people. Oh, <laughs> Mm. just say therefore he caused the shirts to be made
1: but that's not as Uh, biblical
0: i hate his style
1: yes his style is shit
0: Now when Gideon had heard these things, he being the king's captain, he went forth and said unto the king, I pray thee forbear, and do not search this people, and lay not this thing to their charge. For do ye not remember the priests of thy father, whom this people sought to destroy? And are they not in the wilderness? And are not they the ones who have stolen the daughters of the Lamanites? How did he know that?
1: Because the person who wrote this bullshit down was like, I need something to
0: tie it all together.
1: All right. Verse 19. And now behold and tell the king of these things that he may tell his people that they may be pacified towards us. For behold, they are already preparing to come against us. And behold, also, there
0: are but a few of us. He had three beholds in that sentence. And then when he got to the last one, he was like, and behold also. (laughs) That's so stupid.
1: Verse 20. And behold, they come with their numerous. Hosts, and except the king doth pacify them towards us, we must perish. For are not the words of Abinadi fulfilled which he prophesied against us, and all this because we would not hearken unto the words of the Lord and turn from our iniquities? Question?
0: Question? I don't know. Is it because of that? I remember that part we read. Brother Benjamin and I had trouble understanding it the way it was worded. If I'm thinking of the same spot, I think if you read that, you're really not thinking about how it's written. You're just like, da-da-da-da-da. You're just thinking about the story.
1: Or you're thinking about something completely different because it's a stupid-ass book and you don't want to read it.
0: Right. You're thinking about how to get into the pants of Someone, probably, or...
1: Right, the pants of that fine-looking young lady with the modest swimsuit on the beach. (laughs) That's
0: right. (laughs) Because you've been brought to church by flirt to convert. Oh, dear. So, verse 22, And now let us pacify the king. We'll put a dummy in his mouth. And we fulfill the oath which we have made unto him for it is better that we should be in bondage than <laughs> that we should lose our lives. Therefore, let us put a stop to the shedding of so much blood. And now, Limhai also available in Orange and Grape, told the king of all the things concerning his father and the priests that had fled into the wilderness and attributed the carrying away of their daughters to them.
1: And it came to pass that the king was pacified towards his people, and he said to them, Let us go forth to meet my people without arms, and I swear unto you with an oath that my people shall not slay thy people. And it came to pass that they followed the king and went forth without arms to meet the lame.
0: <laughs> and it came to pass
1: they they did meet the Lamanites with no arms with no arms and the king of the Lamanites <laughs> did bow himself before them and did plead in behalf of the people of Limhi and when the Lamanites saw the people of Limhi that they were without arms they had compassion on them and were pacified toward them and returned with their king in peace to their own lands.
0: I thought they were going out to the wilderness with the king of the Lamanites to sort of show them but it seems like that didn't happen.
1: No, what they were doing is the Lamanites had retreated briefly leaving their king behind but they were coming back and Gideon said hey, they're coming back. Convince the king that we don't have their daughters so that he can go and speak to the Lamanites and tell them not to destroy us and maybe we can also sign a pledge of fealty to the Lamanites because it is better for us to be in bondage to the Lamanites than for us to be slaughtered. Because in spite of the fact that we just kicked their ass because we're blessed to the Lord and we were fighting for the right reasons, the second time if they come back, we will die.
0: Because God's not strong enough.
1: Because God's a pretty weak motherfucker.
0: All right, you want to give a scene try for 21?
1: Yep. Limhi's people are smitten and defeated by the Lamanites. Limhi's people meet with Ammon and are converted. They tell Ammon of the 24 Jaredite plates. (sighs) Ugh.
0: About 122 to 121 BC. So we're right back to where we started from at the beginning of Mosiah. Mm -hmm. Because this is getting towards the end of Mosiah. (laughs)
1: So we have to repeat everything. Verse one. And it came to pass that Limhi and his people returned to the city of Nephi and began to dwell in the land again in peace. And it came to pass that after many days the Lamanites began again to be stirred up in anger against the Nephites, and they began to come into the borders of the land round about. Now they durst not slay them because of the oath which their king had made unto Limhi, but they would smite them on their cheeks. They give them a little spanking, They'd a little spot on their buttocks and exercised authority over them, and began to put heavy burdens upon their backs, and drive them as they would a
0: dumbass. (laughs) Yea, all this was done, that the word of the Lord might be fulfilled, the word of Smitty. And now the afflictions of the Nephites were great, and there was no way that they could deliver themselves in a mailbox in a small parcel <laughs> and there was no way that they could deliver themselves out of their hands for the Labanites had surrounded them on every side and it came to pass that the people began to murmur with the king because of their afflictions and they began to be desirous to go against them to battle and they did afflict the king's Sorely with their complaints. Therefore, he granted unto them that they should do according to their desires. (laughs)
1: He's like, stop whining. Sure, go get your ass kicked.
0: Yeah. And they gathered themselves
1: together again and put on their armor and went forth against the Lamanites to drive them out of their land. And it came to pass that the Lamanites did beat them off. (laughs) No, did beat them and drove them back and slew many of them. And now there was a great mourning and Lamentation among the people of Limhi, the widow mourning for her husband, the son and the daughter mourning for their father, and the brothers for their brethren.
0: Now there were a great many widows in the land and they did cry mightily from day to day for a great fear of the Lamanites had come upon them and it came to pass that their continual cries I just don't think that's very believable Smitty did stir up the remainder of the people of Limhi to anger against the Lamanites and they went again to battle but they were driven back Back again, suffering much loss. Sorry, I uh, just swallow that swill of coffee.
1: Definitely anti-ASMR on that one, I think.
0: Yes, I'm just gulping down the shitloads of that Joseph Smith has written down on this Ew, page. Gross. <laughs> Grace, gross. Gross, gross, Grace. gross, gross, Oh, what particular bit of jizz did I come up to here? Um, you need to read 12. So, yay! they went again, <laughs> even the third time, whoa, so much stamina, mm-hmm. and suffered in the like manner, and those that were not slain returned again to the city of Nephi I just can't see there being too many people left in this town. I mean, they must be all dead now, surely.
1: Well, let's have some grace for Joseph. He doesn't know exactly how population growth works.
0: He sure knows how to try. (laughs) Yeah, right. And be way wrong. (laughs)
1: Uh, Yes. 13. And they did humble themselves even to the dust, subjecting themselves to the yoke of bondage, submitting themselves to be smitten and to be driven to and fro and burdened according to the desires of their enemies. And they did humble themselves even in the depths of humility, and they did cry mightily to God. Yea, even all the day long did they cry unto their God that he would deliver them out of their afflictions. (laughs) And now the Lord was slow to hear their cries because of their iniquities. Nevertheless, the Lord did hear their cries and began to soften the hearts of the Lamanites that they began to ease their burdens. Yet the Lord did not see fit to deliver them out of bondage. Right. Thanks,
0: God. Mm-hmm. Whatever.
1: Yeah, God's like, eh, well, I'll make him be a little bit nicer to you.
0: He turned the whippings to be more fun.
1: Right. The fun kind of <laughs> whippings as opposed to the abusive kind of whippings.
0: That's what God was going for here because we know that he's a very SM God. Right. Apparently, as we'll discover in the temple video uh, in a few days.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> yeah.
0: I can't wait. It'll be hugely fun and boring at the same time, no doubt. Very boring. Very boring. <laughs> and it came to pass that the they began to prosper by degrees in the land. Oh, okay, so they all went to college and began to raise grain more abundantly and flocks and herds that they did not suffer with hunger. Aw. Now, there was a great number of women, more than there was of men. Right, yes, because all the men keep dying in war. And that's also the situation that Smitty likes most, when he sends all the men off and there's more women there for his penis to enter. Therefore, King Limhi commanded that every man should impart to the support of the widows and their children that they might not perish with hunger. And this they did because they wanted to get into the pants of the women.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> and this they did because of the greatness of their erection. No. And this they did because of the greatness of their number that had been line.
1: Verse 18. Now the people of Limhi kept together in a body as much as it was possible and secured their grain and their flocks. And the king himself did not trust his person without the walls of the city unless he took his guards with him, fearing that he might by some means fall into the hands of the Lamanites. And he caused that his people should watch the land round about, that by some means they might take those priests that had fled into the wilderness, who had stolen the daughters of the Lamanites, and that had caused such A great destruction to come upon
0: them. Oh, okay. So they're still looking for the priests.
1: They are hoping to appease the Lamanites by finding the priests that stole their daughters.
0: Gotcha. For they were desirous to take them, that they might punish them. For they had come into the land of Nephi by night, and carried off their grain and many of their precious things therefore they laid wait for them okay so it's not just lamanite women they took they're also stealing their stuff
1: because they're lazy priests they don't work on getting their own substance
0: right and it came to pass. There was no more disturbance between the Lamanites and the people of Limhi, even until the time that Ammon and his brethren came into the land. Oh, okay, they don't finish that story. Did they find the priests?
1: It is addressed later.
0: And the king, having been without the gates of the city with his guard, discovered Ammon and his brethren, and supposing them to be priests of Noah, therefore he caused, that they should be taken and bound and cast into prison. Now he brings it all around and makes it look like it makes sense. And had they been the priests of Noah, he would have caused that they should be put to death. Oh my
1: God. 24. But when he found that they were not, but that they were his brethren and had come from the land of Zarahemla, he was filled with exceedingly great joy. Now King Limah had sent previous to the coming of Ammon a small number of men to search for the land of Zarahemla, but they could not find it and they were lost in the wilderness. Nevertheless, they did find a land which had been peopled, yea, and a land which was covered with dry bones, yea, a land which had been peopled and which had been destroyed. And they, having supposed it to be the land of Zarahemla, because they don't know how long it takes for a body to go to straight bones, (laughs) returned to the land of Nephi, having arrived in the borders of the land not many days before the coming of Ammon.
0: And they brought a record with them, even a record of the people whose bones they had found and it was engraven on plates of ore. (laughs) And now Limhi was again filled with joy in learning from the mouth of Ammon (laughs) it always has to be from the mouth of Ammon not just from Ammon that King Mosiah had a gift from God whereby he could interpret such engravings. Yay! And Ammon also did rejoice. Yet Ammon and his brethren were filled with sorrow sorrow because so many of their brethren had been slain and
1: also that king Noah and his priest had caused the people to commit so many sins and iniquities against God and they also did mourn for the death of Abinadi and also for the departure of Alma and the people that went with him who had formed a church of God through the strength and power of God and faith on the words which had been spoken by Abinadi they did mourn for their departure for they knew not whether they had fled. Now they would have gladly joined with them, for they themselves had entered into a covenant with God to serve him and to keep his commandments. And now since the coming of Ammon, King Limhi had also entered into a covenant with God, and also many of his people, to serve him and to keep his commandments.
0: He circles back there too, Alma? Yeah, right? Because what happened to them in all of this? They must be just hiding out amongst the people somewhere.
1: Well, if you look at the next book of the book mormon it's called alma oh christ yep so now we're gonna do another flashback with alma and his dealings
0: uh, and it came to pa- <laughs> that king limhi and many of his people were desirous to be baptized but there was none in the land that had authority from God. Because you can't just take any person and put them underwater and bring them back out again. You need to have Smitty give it to you as a special gift from God.
1: You need to hold to the rod of the priesthood, which is
0: his penis. That's right. You need to jack off Smitty. That's how you get it. And Ammon declined doing this thing, considering himself an unworthy servant verse 34 therefore they did not at that time form themselves into a church waiting upon the spirit of the lord now they were desirous to become even as alma and his brethren who had fled into the wilderness what they want to become lost to (laughs) they were desirous to be baptized who told them that they needed to be baptized I mean, where did that come from? How did they know about Alma suddenly? I thought they did it all covertly.
1: You're trying to make sense of something that's completely nonsensical. (laughs) You're not going to have much luck with that.
0: They were desirous to be baptized as a witness and a testimony that they were willing to serve God with all their hearts. Nevertheless, they did prolong the time that they could go before an orgasm. No, 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 that's not it. Nevertheless, they did prolong the time and an account of their baptism shall be given hereafter. Prolong the time? What does that mean?
1: They waited.
0: They waited. Oh, thanks, Smitty. Way to make that obvious. I think you've got the last
1: I do indeed. And now all the study of Ammon and his people and King Limhi and his people was to deliver themselves out of the hands of the Lamanites and from bondage.
0: Well, we're finally starting to get to the point where we can continue the story from where we started at the beginning of Mosiah. Oh, my God. That is such an effort. Well done, Jones. Thank you so much for helping me read those two chapters of horse Shit No problem. And for giving me your thoughts on the news. Do you have any closing thoughts? No, no no I
1: have no closing thoughts
0: you can't have
1: a lot of thoughts I would read the book of my, it's, no it's, it's
0: designed to remove them from you
1: exactly so <laughs> Floorform in print as Mark Twain so eloquently described it well it's definitely been a
0: while and I'm glad that you're still keen on doing some of this silliness with us and I'm looking forward to the next time and if you want to join us for our silly watch party that's up to you I can understand it might be a bit much but if you want to we'd love to have you
1: <laughs> I will get back to you the Temple is, I wouldn't go so far to say it's triggering for me, it could but be. it does bring up some feelings of nausea.
0: Yes, take ginger tablets before watching this. There
1: you
0: go. is going to be fast forwarding through the stupid bits, otherwise we'll probably all fall asleep. Well, if
1: that's the case, she's going to be fast forwarding through 97.6% of the entire yes. thing, because it's all boring as fuck, interspersed with a couple of moments of what the fuck? <laughs>
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what's been updated.
1: There are some new bits at the beginning, and there are some procedural things that have changed, but I imagine that the script is pretty much the same.
0: It'll be interesting for me to experience it for the first time. Definitely. <laughs> All right, Jones, I'll let you get back to your family, and thanks so much for giving me your time on this. Have a good week. All right. Happy Easter.
1: Yeah, you too.